It was a clear black night and a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the eve so I can get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Somebody come and welcome to another episode for the Funky Pod. That was Warren G and Regulate Y because Warren G was the G-Funk era. Now we're in the Funkit era. That was not cringy at all. New week, new podcast. Welcome here. Uh, my little podcast co-host is lying down here next to me in case you can't see it if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, and if you're just listening, my one of my two cats just came here, jumped on the te- on the desk and now just lying here right next to me, starting to sleep while I'm about to record a very exciting podcast. How dare you, Spooky? How dare you? All right. Let me open my notes. Let's, there's lots of notes. And this time, last time, if, if you watched the video, if not, I told you last time, I had like this, those background noises that was, that was me moving whiteboards around where I had notes. This time I do it electronically on an iPad. So I hope less background noises when I go through my notes. All right, less teachery, maybe. Teacher 2022. Okay, so let's start with the podcast this week. And just like last week, I'm using you, my dear audience, uh, to get things off my chest, obviously, because otherwise no one listens to me, especially here in Thailand. So um, let me just get things off my chest. A, yes, if you're watching this video, um, you're, you're wondering, like, what's with the weird outfit? That's my new favorite shirt right now that I'm wearing. I know it's sleeveless and I know it looks like in the 1980s and it's okay. Cobra Kai mother uh, or Eagle Fang Karate. Um yeah, I like it. It's a boxing-inspired shirt. So you all shut up or come get some. <laughs> um, other than that, what did what else did we have? Um, yeah, the thing with clothes, right? So I just thought about it while I, while I talk about it. I, I'm obviously not the most stylish person in the world. Um, I mean, I know it's hard to tell. But like, once I find something, usually clothes for me are like, eh. I mean, as long as they're decent, look okay-ish, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, so don't spend that much time looking for like, the best clothes and whatever. Because I think, well, I'm handsome enough. I can make everything work. <laughs> um, but once I find something that I really like, then I buy like two or three of it. So this shirt, for example, that I'm wearing right now, if you're listening, it's this boxing-inspired sweater kind of thing, sleeveless. Um, and it just feels nice to wear it. Uh, I just bought two of those. Uh, just because I, I thought, hey, I really like it. Let's buy two of those. Yeah, that's the way I am. Come at me, bro. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, I also, I ch- I'm just back actually yesterday. I went to a tattoo studio here because as you can, again, if you watch the video, you see that I have quite a few tattoos. There are more that you can see. Ha! Um, if you're not watching, I have, I'm have. i telling you, I have a few tattoos and some are not visible. Um, if you just see me like that, ha uh, More on my OnlyFans. Um, and so I went to a tattoo artist to actually do the same tattoo artist who did my chest tattoo that no one can see right now um, four years ago or so. And so now I, I went there again because I really liked his, his work. And we discussed a new tattoo. And I'm very, very excited that because um, we're on a good way to making that the, the work. The design is, is, is taking shape slowly. Um, really cool guy. Uh, wants to tattoo. tattoo. There was the pronunciation was very much in line with my German heritage. I, I'm 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 from a area in Germany, again Bavaria, but not like a really Bavaria, like more in the north of Bavaria. It's called Franconia. For those who don't know, it doesn't matter. But for those who know, they're famous for his, for for pronunciating the D in a very soft manner. So I just pronounced the D 
like in a very Franconian way, like very soft. Um, once the they do that, tattoo is done. Um, I will of course share more and uh, also share maybe how it looks. Even though I'm not a big fan of taking pictures of my tattoos, you will never see actually lots of pictures of my, of my tattoos anywhere online because I don't want anyone to steal it. But then it wouldn't make sense to steal it because they're rather personal, so they mean more to me than to anyone else. Um, so why would someone steal like something personal and put it on their own body? It wouldn't make sense. So I might share this with you and then also more about the tattoo artist. You can find this artist though if you go to my website, mytai.org.org, you search for Tattoo Bangkok, you will see a list of my five favorite, favorite tattoo studios that I all tried here in Bangkok, and he's on um, top of the list, if you can't wait. Okay, uh, yes, let's go. that's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm going to very much looking forward to that. Because, uh, yeah, I, I like pain. <laughs> um, then I'm all, and it's going to be a very personal thing. Like I'm really looking forward to, to that. I'm not sure if I really want to publicize it, but I'm looking forward to having it actually and to looking at it. Um, yeah, more understand maybe as we move on. Then my sister just booked her flight to Thailand. She's coming in August. And yes, I know if you're in Thailand, you're like, why in August? It's the rainy season. Yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> and maybe you get, you find a few, get a few cool, cool deals maybe there while you're here. Uh, less tourists, less annoying tourists. Because quite frankly, it's important. Tourism is important here for Thailand. I know. But I just walked through one of the main roads here for 20 minutes from the gym until I was home. Um, yes, gym. That's why the, that's why the guns are out. Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, and I've seen lots of lots of foreigners and uh, like clearly tourists, and uh, you're like, uh, yeah, we need the money. Like Thailand, Thailand needs the money, but oh my god, I hate tourists. Uh, also, the, the the mask mandate, the official mask mandate, as far as I'm concerned, but please double check, don't quote me on that. I think you don't have to wear the mask outside in Thailand in public in public anymore i think but as soon as you enter premises or whatever i think you still have to wear it i'm not sure but every basically every thai person still wears a mask everywhere and so when i go out i don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable so i have my mask it's like always down so i can breathe better but if as soon as there are people coming close to me i put the mask up obviously so so they, they, they're not uncomfortable and whatnot and like on my 20 minute walk right now i saw i don't know six seven foreigners white people uh, who were wearing no mask at all, like they couldn't even pull any mask up or anything, so they didn't have a mask on them, uh, at least not visibly. And yeah, you can guess where they were from. Freedom, people, freedom. Uh, just saying. Um, but we don't, we don't want to make this like a mask discussion here, of course. Um, then the last thing, as I'm in a very down mood today, because of um, some per a personal situation, um, which leads to me now having way more space here at home for me and my cat. <laughs> so actually, maybe it's something positive. Uh, uh, I'm trying not to not to cry on the podcast, though. But even though you are my my therapist, though, of course. All right, enough of the personal stuff. So let's let's jump into the nitty gritty. That's why you're here for, right? That's what you're here for. So let's jump into the nitty gritty. What happened this past week in all the important aspects? Of life, and the first thing that happened, or one of the things that happened, and that we always discuss first, at around eight minutes into the podcast, um, it's mixed martial arts. It's the mixed martial arts hour. I'm kidding, Ariel. I would never steal that, even though we are also back in your life. <laughs> Funky Pot is back in your life, um, and yeah, we have to talk. We have to talk about the UFC 270 for whatever it was this past weekend 
Um, it was pretty awesome, wasn't it? If you're an MMA fan, you were super excited, super excited, super excited. You fell asleep and then you were very excited again. Right? So it was awesome, except of the one, two, two fights. Except of two fights on the main card, it was pretty cool. And of course, the three main fights, starting off with Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, um, CSO. First round, it looked like CSO, champ shit only, Tony Ferguson. It looked like vintage Tony Ferguson should just have hit a, an RKO out of nowhere. Looked like vintage Tony Ferguson. Now, I think he won the round, even though he got taken down at the end and then some ground and pop by Chandler. But before he popped him, he set him down. That was really good by Tony Ferguson. It looked like the old Tony, like really nice. Um, then second round, you know, Chandler like jumps, runs, shoots across the, the cage, picks him up, throws him down. Um, no, that was the end of the first round. I'm stupid. So it was the end of the first round. In the second round, nothing really happened. And then just the... That, that, that punt kick through the middle. I'm sorry, of course. And that's how it ended. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was on the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee introduced Michael Chandler as like the, the one of the best punters in the world. That was kind of funny. I mean, Pat McAfee makes everybody kind of cool. Also, has lots of sleeveless shirts, by the way. Just saying, Pat McAfee, I got you. I understand. Um, it was a great fight from both. Uh, I'm still not the biggest Michael Chandler fan, simply because of the, the Dana White privilege. But... Um, good performance. The kick was 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 it was also lots of luck. I mean, let's be honest, but I mean, still great timing. Um, the promo afterwards that he cut, amazing. Um, yeah, pro wrestling like couldn't have done it any better. Calling out everybody and then Nate Diaz on Twitter. So uh, yeah, Michael Chandler is the born entertainer. Uh, see you at the top. See you at the top. Now he's got as many wins in the UFC as he has adopted sons. So congratulations, Michael Chandler. Um, that was good. Uh, what, what's, ne what's, what's next for Chandler? Uh, he wants either a title rematch. Nope. Um, rematch with Justin Gaethje. Why? No. I think he should fight someone new. Either he goes for the, he gets the money fight because he's exciting. So Dana White likes him. So maybe he gets the Connor fight, but Connor not fighting before the next year, probably. So if you want to have Michael Chandler fight one more time this year, then give him the Dustin Poirier fight, I think. And yes, I know Dustin Poirier wants to fight Nate Diaz, but let's be honest, that's not going to happen anyways because the UFC hates Nate Diaz. Uh, so let's, let's just do Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier uh, end of this year. And then if Chandler wins, Chandler McGregor next year. If Chandler loses, it's Chandler McGregor next year. <laughs> um, then, yeah, I think Charles Oliveira should fight the winner of Darius Makachev because that was would just be coherent. I know everyone's like, now know this book Makachev versus, versus Oliveira. I get it. But, I mean, Dana White said for months that it's Makachev versus Darius. So now you're going to just cut Darius out of the picture? Come on, that's not fair. Like, how, how is everyone just ignoring Benil Darius? Like, yeah, let's just put him aside. No, he deserved that shot. He's ahead of Makachev in the rankings, even though the rankings don't mean check it, but he's ahead of Makachev in the rankings. So how, how can you just ignore Benil Darius right now? Keep the Darius-Makachev fight. Winner gets, uh, gets Charles Oliveira. Easy as that. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Seriously. Um, then, what else besides MS Teams popping up while I'm recording a podcast? Um, then what else do we have? Uh, well, oh my God. Yeah, well, let, let's, let's talk about the, the fun stuff first. Um, Charles Oliveira, machine. Awesome. Fantastic. Like, the champ has a name and there's not much more to say to it, right? So, again, in trouble early on, but then 
just went for it. And oh my God, like the transition again on the ground, of course, fantastic. Charles Oliveira, say the name, say that. It's like, it reminds me of like a girl has a name from Game of Thrones. The champ has a name. The champ clearly has a name and his name is Charles Oliveira. Deservedly so. Best flyweight, lightweight, lightweight. I never, I never know the names. Best lightweight in the world. Uh, definitely Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. Heads off. He did not, He actually also on Twitter. He said, um, "Tony Ferguson, uh, if you want to train with me, come to shoot the box in Brazil. We get you ready for your next fight, brothers. Awesome, cool. That would be awesome. Tony, Tony goes shoot the box. He's not too old for that by now, but that would be awesome, of course. Tony, let's go." Um, yeah, great. So Charles Oliveira, man, big fan, amazing. I can't say enough. Next fight. And I also think he shouldn't fight Makachev next simply because they want a Makachev fight to be in Saudi Arabia. I think Charles Oliveira deserves a fight in Brazil. Have Oliveira fight in Brazil. Just imagine it's going to be crazy. It's going to just put all the Brazilians on a car. Make an awesome mega Brazil cut. It's going to blow the roof off. You're going to have... You're going to have Charles Oliveira main event against whoever deserves the first, that is the first, uh, number one contender, Darius or Makachev. Then you put Jose Aldo on there against Dominic Cruz or whatever. Insane. Then you put Jessica Andrade on there against the new champ from the snooze fest against, uh, against Carlos Barça. I know Andrade is not really in the picture, but why not? Put, it doesn't matter. Put Andrade on there in, in, in her new weight class even. Whatever. Put her on there um, after her last victory. Um, crowd's going to go crazy. Then you have a few more newcomers that I forget right now. It's going to be an insane card. Just imagine the noise and the singing. It's going to be awesome. You're welcome. Yes. King of Rio, the King of Brazil, all together. That's going to be awesome. Come on. Who, who doesn't like it besides the American fighters? But who doesn't like that? It's going to be awesome. Um, okay, that that was the yeah. Well, the the the, the women's strawweight title fight was just boring, it's ridiculous. No winner. We like Din Thomas said, we all lost uh, watching that fight. Um, but congratulations, congratulations to Carlos Barza. It's kind of cool, like the redemption storyline eight years later and so on. And I do, I, I'm happy for her. She says the right things in interviews. She's very likable. Um, her journey is interesting. It was just a really terrible fight. Um, but like. I like the storyline, the, the, the overarching storyline. So congratulations, Carla Esparza. Congratulations on the upcoming wedding. It's going to be awesome with the belt as something new down the aisle. It's kind of fun. Um, but the fight was just terrible. But congratulations to the achievement for the achievement, of course. Okay, what else? We also had Bellator <laughs> the day before. Ryan Bader versus Jay Congo. <clears throat> it was lame. The fight was lame. The event was lame. Um, the marketing is lame. Bellator, I say it every single week, Bellator might be the worst organization in the world when it comes to marketing. They have the second best fighters, maybe, like overall, maybe, who knows, but holy shit, are they bad at marketing? Bellator, holler at your boy if you need help. I'm a marketing professor. So if you need anything, if you need help, I'm not even going to charge you for it. You just pay the the costs for whatever, but I'm not even going to charge you. I'm just, seriously, I make it a student project. My student's going to do a better job doing the marketing for you than whatever who is running your marketing right now is doing. I promise you that because it can't be worse. It cannot 
be anywhere. So Bellator, holla at your boy, funkypod at gmail.com. Then I'm going to like make it an official thing with our university and stuff. It's going to look, or you can do like as a CSR project, read outreach for higher education or some bullshit. But I promise you, it's going to look better than what you're doing right now because it's ridiculously bad. Um, then the PFL. PFL was kind of funnish with the, the most fights. Kayla Harrison wasn't that great, but she dominated, but just wasn't that... I mean, you're, you're always expected to just run through opponents, right? Didn't happen this time, but she dominated, so congratulations. Um, Ray Cooper the third. <laughs> um, but I mean... Yeah, I'm not surprised at this point, unfortunately. Uh, Showtime Pettis, congratulations. Uh, slick victory there. Mm. But also when it comes to how to market them, like I, I feel PFL is like close to figuring something out, but they haven't figured it out just yet. Like how to really reach the right audience, how to really market their league, because it's like a league approach, right? So... Like if you go to the PFL website, for example, it looks as confusing as the NBA, NFL, and so on websites. It just doesn't make that much sense to me. But maybe it's because I'm an international audience and not an American audience. But I, I still, I like the league idea because all around the world, except of America, we're used to leagues. Like we also, even though we don't have the NFL, the NBA, and whatnot, we're used to leagues. Everyone's watching football leagues, soccer, all around the world. So everyone's used to leagues. So. You don't need to focus on only the American audience because everybody else in the world gets league concepts too. I think it would be fun if you would even make it more international. Like, you know, in international leagues, it's not like in America where then the season's over and then the, the loser, the, 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 the team that sucked the most gets rewarded by picking, <laughs> by picking like a draft pick first. We don't have that. If you suck the most, you get relegated to a lower league and you have to then play a season in the lower league. And if you're good enough, you finish top two, top three, then you get promoted again. If not, you stay there or you get relegated even further down the road. Depends how much you suck. Also leads to, if you're really good, you can rise up the leagues, maybe even make it pro. Why not do this? Why not have like a European style league system where you can get promoted like the PFL Premier League. Don't call it Premier League, it's lame, but you know what I mean. Like the elite level, platinum, PFL platinum, then PFL gold, silver, bronze, or whatever you want to call it. And then you just have to slowly, uh, like a tournament setting. Or like a World Cup setting, maybe. Even if you don't want to do this, because then they would have to spend time in that lower tier league, for example. If you don't want to do that, which but it would like long-term storytelling would be awesome. But if you don't want to do it, then then you could still have like a, a World Cup kind of thing. That I mean, that's what 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 they are doing right now with like the round one, round two, round three. But maybe we're gonna have some qualifiers in there and so on. But still, I think like a relegation promotion could be kind of cool if for, for long-term storytelling. That is, if you want to make a PFL season longer. Um, so see, there is, but I'm not just hating. I see the potential, and the potential is definitely there. Okay. Um. Lastly, one championship, UK bro, one championship UK. Chatri, you're right, because the social media accounts are just reposting the same things over and over again. Like no announcements since the we are on Amazon Prime. No one cares. Um. And I, it sounds like I'm gonna hate again, and then. Well, he, Chatri, the, the CEO of, of One Championship, blocked me like years ago on, on Twitter already for just because I asked, how are you guys making money at an AMA? <laughs> um, 
And I'm not hating. I, I want it to be successful. I, I live in Asia. I live in Thailand. I want to go to great events. I want to see local fighters fight on the grand stage. I'm a big fan of, of, of all the local fighters. Stan Fairjax, uh, Rika, <laughs> Stan Fairjax is great. Um, the Wonder Supergirl, Wonder Girl, they're, they're all awesome. But like also one is like, you know, they're good at while the event is happening, but in, in between, it's like reposting the same stuff and like the announcements are just meh. Um, I wish there would be like more, more storytelling, just like what the UFC does, like in their embedded. So there should be like also more storytelling in there because for me one is still very contradictory. It's like the home of martial arts and like all of like, of like of like um here like yeah. support and respect martial art and then all the highlights on social media like vicious knockouts in slow motion from all the angles you see him lying on the floor uh, that doesn't really fit the the martial arts code of honor. So you gotta be more coherent there, I think. The best thing about one championship is the gear, though the shirts and so on. I have like I think I have like five or six uh, one championship shirts. See, I'm supporting local organizations. They're pretty. The quality is pretty nice, to be honest. The sizes. Uh, I always order size L for shirts. Some fit perfectly. Some are just way too big, and it's always size L. So tell your Bangladeshi guys to be more coherent there. Um, for those just listening, I I I, I was like side eyeing the camera right now, because I'm sure they they. They um, manufacture in Vietnam or Bangladesh. All right, enough MMA content, though. That was enough for this week. Um, the UFC was awesome, except those two fights. Um, but the main fights delivered, they were pretty awesome. It was fun to watch. Also, respect to Justin Gaethje for taking it like a champ. Um, I'm not I'm not wrapping it in that he called Oliveira a quitter and then he quit himself. I'm not going to do this. Um, but he handled it afterwards very well. He said, congrats, Charlie, Charlie Olives, so all good. Um, where does Gaethje go from here? Also, Trevor Whitman had a shit day, right? But where does Gaethje go from here now? Gaethje Poirier would also be cool. Gaethje Connor would be awesome. But Connor is going to fight next year. So maybe Gaethje wants to go back into the, onto the win column early too. So maybe then Gaethje Poirier, Chandler Poirier. A three-way fight in a triangle, try it combat. <laughs> try a try try triangle fight between Gaethje, Chandler, and Poirier. That would be awesome. I'm gonna trademark that right away. <laughs> don't steal it. Try it combat, don't steal it. I mean let, let's see where we go from here. Exciting division. Really, really awesome. Really looking forward to that. Okay, then what else do we have? Well, since my little co-host just fell asleep here and the other one just is across the room. They're always in the same room with me, like my two cats. I have a 120 square meter apartment here. Yeah, showing off in the, in the heart of Bangkok. Um, it's very old, so that's why I can afford it. Um, but it's I have I don't know, six rooms or whatever, five, six rooms. They're always with me, no matter where I go. Those little cuties are always with me, right, Spooky? The other one is just across the room right now on top of a wardrobe um, because that's where all the cat bags are. I have several cat bat backpacks. If you don't have a if you have a cat and you don't have a cat backpack, get a cat backpack. Um, I have two cat backpacks that are like soft, like those normal backpacks, just like with a bit of like you can't see through like this this mesh just to have some keep them in and i have two like solid ones um with like some 
see through plastic covers on the left, right, and the front so that they can just see a lot. So if I just take them on a trip, for example, they can just look around. Usually um, helps keep them keep them calm. But they, they even like the the darker ones that have like lots of cloth basically around it. Um, I guess they feel protected. They can look out at the top and at the very bottom. Uh, and that's what we usually do when we go to the supermarket here, for example, or to like pet-friendly shopping malls that, that we have a few here. Oh, now she's letting me letting me pet her belly because she's needy. So we have pet-friendly shopping malls here. I know it sounds a bit cheesy and cliche, but I feel bad when they only just hang around at home. I take them out twice a day, of course, and go outside. Um, one of them likes to run around, climb on trees and whatnot. The other one, the one that's sleeping with next to me right now, she just likes to chill on the stairs right outside of my door from the, of the room. Uh, she just likes to be outside, but then she just chills there, which is also fine. And we just sit on the stairs and chill together. Um, so yeah, but uh, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh yeah, we have, we have pet-friendly shopping malls and so on, which is pretty cool. So I had props to, I, I, I usually hate house shopping malls, obviously, but props to the pet-friendly stores and so on. I think probably became a thing during the pandemic that everyone got pets. Um, I had you guys before the pandemic, right? Yes, at least before the pandemic got real crazy. So, but good on those pet-friendly um, yeah, shopping malls and shops and whatnot. Um, what happened last week, by the way, with this one, with the, the, the white one, it's usually not the adventurer. Um, the door was left open by that person that used to live here. <laughs> and um, yeah, the white she was grabbing some food from the food delivery downstairs. And then this white one ran away. She likes to sneak out of the door. And usually she just runs out of the door and then just stops and just flops on her belly and then just sits there. But this time she just ran all the way down and I was hiding in the very, 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 very back of the property in like a bush. And we, we, I was looking for her for like 45 minutes at night. Luckily, luckily you're white, spooky, right? Luckily she's white. Um, so I saw her like hiding in a bush uh, and it took me 45 minutes to find her. I was already Googling how to find a cat that ran away. And of course I had no great tips there. Um, so then I tried to bring her favorite food downstairs and place it on like different different central locations. When I thought, okay, she comes to grab the food, I'm going to see her from all different angles. So I left all the food downstairs, but then I have so many wild cats living here on the property that just got come and take the food. Uh, so I just ran around, walked around slowly actually with like a, with my flashlight uh, and just looked for her. And then there she was. And then I had to convince her to come home again. And she came home and she ran right to the... I have a cat fountain here that just keeps the water running, basically, because uh, she used to not drink enough. or She was dehydrated, so then I thought how to make her drink more. I place water in different areas of the house, of course, but then I thought maybe she also they like fresh-ish fresh -ish water more. So I, had. I bought a cat fountain for her birthday last year. And it was the best investment ever because she drinks a lot from the cat fountain. And then after she ran away and I, I, I caught her, uh, she ran right to the cat fountain and just drink for a long time from, from the cat fountain. Right, Spooky? That was a good um, investment. Her birthday is coming up again. This Actually, this month, we have birthday in the same month. What are we gonna get? What are we going to get you this time? Definitely not a cat birthday cake. We did this once for the gram. Didn't touch it at all. <laughs> so don't get cat birthday cakes. Okay, um, the other one, the black one also ran away for a bit, but I found her after 20 minutes um, and she was actually jumping in a tree 
Uh, so she was just running in a tree, like she likes to climb on trees, so she, so she climbed on a tree and then I was looking on the floor the whole time. It was it was in the evening, so it was dark already, so I didn't see the black one. And then I just saw something moving in a tree. I'm like, oh, maybe that's her. I went there and then that was her in the tree. Then I bought her now a orange reflective bandana. And now every time we go out in the evening when it's dark, I make her wear an orange reflective bandana. Yeah, now you're listening, right? I talk about you. She, I just saw the ears popping up from across the room. <laughs> uh, so I, I put it around her so that I just can see her better. It works quite okay so far. I can see her even if she jumps into like bushes and and stuff. So that reflective bandana was a good, was a good idea. And um, lastly, a friend of mine asked if if we want to do like a cat play date. Um, because she's got a cat, I got two cats, and. Uh, yeah, because if I'm gonna, I want to go home to Germany if, at at some point just to visit my family, of course. And I, if it's just a holiday trip, I'm, I can't take the cats, even though I would like to. But it's like so much paperwork to take your pet somewhere, obviously, like abroad. Uh, so then maybe I'm thinking leaving it with, with friends. But then how do cats react to new people and to other cats and pets and so on? So trying to get them to know each other. So we'll let you know how that goes because we're gonna probably do this within the next week or so. So let's see. Usually, my two high high so upper class princesses here they don't really react well to new cats or pets that they meet. <laughs> also, not to new people. It's just like me; we don't like new people, new <laughs> anything new. Uh, so let's see how that goes, right? Um, also, uh, last thing about cat content here today. That new tattoo that I was talking of earlier on uh, might also no might will definitely also have some cat inspired elements because well. I used to have a cat two years ago. Uh, his name was Pumpkin, and he died very young uh, from a heart disease, a heart failure, that the doctors couldn't do anything about it. And so to remember him, he will be part of that tattoo, and I might go into detail there, but let's see how I feel about talking about um, personal stuff once we reach that point. All right, but that's enough cat corner for this week. Let's move on from the cat corner, 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 corner to another corner, corner, corner that's a stable of my podcast, cast, cast. I can't stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, I, I used to talk a lot about wrestling, right? And last week I said this past week wrestling had been a bit meh and I, I don't know what happened to me, why I don't enjoy it right now. I'm still not sure. This week I watched a little bit. I, I did watch a little bit. I did watch Dynamite, the last episode of Dynamite. I didn't watch Rampage. Um... I like Dynamite. I still like the. I do like. I do like the Combat Club. Um, that's kind of cool. <laughs> no, it is. It is cool. It's actually, I was hesitating. No, but actually thinking about it, I like actually all the ingredients are cool. Like John Moxley is cool. Brian Danielson, Vila Yuta is awesome. He's also the RH champion still, is he? Right? Yeah. And of course William Regal. So there, it's all. Um, awesome components. Uh, maybe it's just the op- the opponents that they're facing so far. It's just it's not isn't doing much for me right now yet. But it's gonna change hopefully. Also, then the Forbidden Door when Brian Danielson is gonna fight someone cool probably. So let's see how this goes. This could be awesome actually. Maybe at the Forbidden Door event uh, when New Japan clashes with AW, maybe our favorite combat club uh, will face off with like a fraction from from New Japan. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be that. That should be fun. That's gonna be brutal and bloody for sure. William Regal's gonna love it. Um, so yeah, that, that that's so I like I did like this. I'm gonna I, I I am intrigued 
by the Forbidden Door event um, between New Japan and AW. So that should be interesting to see who they're bringing in, even though I'm not following New Japan that much anymore. Um, the last time I was still actively following it, like Okada was still the man with the Rainmaker. So um, let's see what, what they're going to bring this time around. But the Bullet Club and all those things should be pretty interesting. Um, oh yeah, WWE is also still there. They had a pay-per-view again <laughs> that I completely ignored and not on purpose. I did not know that was happening. I did not know that WrestleMania backlash was actually happening this past weekend. So of course I followed up on it. And I think the thing I, I was most excited about was Rhea Ripley joining Edge with his stable. Other than that, when Charlotte Flair now off TV for a while, losing to Ronda Rouse in the I Quit match. Oh, I just kicked my camera in case you're just listening. <laughs> I'm sorry for those watching. Um, yeah, other than that, um, I, 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 I watched them fast forward, to be honest. <laughs> also, the main event with the Usos. Um, and I, can't, I just can't really get behind Drew McIntyre. I'm sorry. It's just I'm not a dramatic I'm not a dramatic entire kind of guy. Yeah. Even even the what happened ad from Cultaholic on YouTube didn't didn't sound excited. The Jack the Chopper did it, I think, did not sound exciting doing it. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that great, in my opinion. But I watched more than last week, so maybe I'm back on track. <laughs> so let's see what's gonna happen next week. Um Right, what else do we have? What other corners do we have in the podcast? Oh yes, of course, the media corner where I talk about the things, all things media while Spooky is like totally passing out. Um, no, hey Spooky. For those listening, I'm just touching her and petting her and she's just she's just stretching and completely passing out. Now he's got a good life there. Um, what happened in the media? What's happening in the media? Good question. <laughs> How about that Ukraine thing? Did you see it? No, you didn't because no one's no one cares anymore. Even less than last week when I mentioned it first. No one seems to care about the Ukraine anymore, which really is annoying. Um, in Germany, we have one lady, like a very the most famous feminist in Germany, and she said that uh, Zelensky is just um, provoking Russia all the time. <laughs> so you wonder like oh, how did Russia get so much influence over random it seems like random people like a feminist in Germany for example like what are her ties with Russia do they pay her how do they pay her like what it's just weird I mean of course the Ukraine has their own agenda but I mean we can all agree on that Russia invaded the Ukraine is killing people there and the Ukraine is basically fighting back and it, the Ukraine didn't didn't try to go into Russia just just yet for like I mean this I think they they targeted a few military targets but that was it right as far as I'm concerned so how is that an argument actually while I have a quick uh, drinking break here And thank you for being with me, for waiting. Um, if you're watching, I'm going to hold it in the camera like it's 2.2 liters or something, gallon, I don't know. Um, drink a lot, people. Drink a lot. Hydration is important. Um, yeah, so how the hell do you, as a media outlet, I don't know, 
have a have a have a clear consciousness if you're not still if you if you stop reporting about Ukraine in favor of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, for example, or in favor of, of Elon Musk and Twitter. F you. Sorry. I had to say it. I had to get it out um, once. Sorry. Um other than that, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing is still one of the bigger things in in in, in the media right now. <sighs> Oh, Amber Heard was on trial and she's got some screen time. Apparently, according to some, I don't know, a few snippets I've seen on Twitter because I don't really actively follow it because like whatever. Uh, apparently, like lots of users online now kind of support her. You know, so the week before it looked like everybody is pro Johnny Depp. I'm not sure what happens right now. They're both crazy. Um, she probably seems way more crazy than him from what I've gathered so far. But still, why are you on my on my in my newsfeed, people? Like I don't need Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Just go away, like, seriously. And, uh, what do you think, though? Is it interesting to see like how crazy celebrities are? What celebrity, what fame can do to people? Maybe even. Um, let me know what you think about that. Uh, this certainly is an interesting conversation to be had i believe and something that maybe also everybody who aims to be famous should think about like what's going to actually happen once i'm actually famous uh what else do we have in the news well of course still twitter and elon musk and now twitter shareholders were about to sue elon musk again as far as i've seen elon musk got the backing of lots of crypto bros who support him with like billion dollars or something so that they can fight it and that he can actually take charge at twitter and make twitter great again and oh my god i also don't care about this anymore um i do see a few more but i'm not sure if, if that's like him right now because can he already implement changes? I'm not even sure. Or is it just people now daring to be more controversial again? And they could have done it before, but they just didn't try because they were scared to get canceled. And now they're like, Elon is here. So I'm going to say everything. And now they say everything. And even so, nothing has changed yet. And they're not getting canceled because they wouldn't have gotten canceled anyways. And I see more controversial opinions now again on Twitter, but I'm not sure if it's because of Elon or if it's just... The way it always could have been, people just didn't try. I don't know. So that's just what I'm seeing right now. I still don't think that Donald Trump is still is back yet. I think he has to come back at some point because true social is probably not it. Pardon me. Then on from the Twitter sphere into the crypto sphere. <laughs> crypto is going well, huh? Are you still holding? Diamond hands. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Because I don't wanna I don't wanna actually come out there with a huge deficit. So that's why I have uh, diamond hands. <laughs> Crypto is fun, right? It's going down. For those who don't know, it's going down a drain right now. Um, everything crashing. Um, I think Bitcoin is at 30 something thousand dollars right now. But to be fair, in 2021, it was that we're like, yeah, 30,000. Now, now you're like, oh, 30,000. Because uh, you probably bought it at like 69,000 or something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's see. Let's see where this is going. Um, please don't do anything stupid if you're holding crypto. Like, hope for the long term, just as, as it has been like years and years before. In three or four years from now, you're probably going to have it back. <laughs> Hopefully, like with, with, a, with a benefit. Um, yeah, so holding is probably very important right now because otherwise 
you're probably coming out there with um, yeah, making losses. I just also talked to a friend who's in the art space about like NFTs. Um, and he said that his, his gallery has some NFT ideas there to work as an NFT intermediary. And that's probably a good idea. I'm not going into detail right now um, because they're still figuring it out. But I think it's probably a good idea because there are lots of people out there who don't want to be concerned about how do NFTs work. or They just want to say, I bought this NFT. And if you have intermediaries there that make the thing even easier, make it more like real world applicable rather than I have to log in and I have to go to like OpenSea and, and, and add my, my Ethereum wallet and stuff like this. So then use MetaMask and whatnot. So then maybe, maybe it's a good idea and then you can charge for that. Uh, okay, be right back. I'm going to set up a, a, a NFT agency. Um, well, uh, oh, I have one more thing I want to talk about in the media corner actually. Because this week, then I, and I'm in the gym, I listen to podcasts and I listen again to a few Joe Rogan um, podcasts, episodes. And in many episodes, he, he, he comes back to the same point where he says, the time right now is pretty cool for independent journalism because independent journalists, they set up podcasts like his or they, they do, uh, they go on Substack and then they can reach like a unique audience. And it's a great time for independent journalists because they can reach an audience. Yeah, that is true. However, that only works if you already have a name. That works for Tim Pool, for example, who, who Joe Rogan likes a lot. It works for, I forgot that, that lady's name that Joe Rogan references all the time. It talks about like uh, Twitter bots and whatnot. Um, that works for those people, yes. That does not work for someone who doesn't have an audience. That works for Glenn Greenwald. That doesn't work for someone who just starts and who doesn't have an audience yet because no one's going to find them. Uh, so that, that's... I agree that it's cool to have those outlets and that you don't need to be on CNN and, and Fox and whatnot. Yes, it's awesome. It's not as easy as Joe Rogan makes it sound like, though. And it's because his friends have to reach, also partly due to being on his show. Um, people who are just starting off and you just start your Substack today, like totallytruth.substack.com um, or totaltruth.substack.com, for example. No one's going to find you. So you're still going to need to market the shit out of the stuff. And it's unfortunate. I know. Um, and while I teach digital marketing, uh, I'm also not a marketing fan. I hate marketing. I hate selling things. But it's necessary because you create an awesome product, an awesome newsletter, an awesome whatever you're writing, essays and whatnot about the Ukraine crisis. And they're really good, very well researched. No one's going to find them if you don't have the name. So you need to market the shit out of what you're creating because otherwise no one's going to find it. You can't just hope and sit and wait that Joe Rogan finds it and then amplifies it because it's not going to happen. Okay, Joe Rogan only reads the stuff of his friends. <laughs> so don't rely on that. Okay, be active, do marketing for your content. Have great content first, but then you really need to get after it so that your great content just doesn't die in the nirvana and all alone. Okay, that's important. Then do it. I know it's not cool, it's not fun, but do it. It's, it helps. Okay. I think I have two more things that I want to share in this podcast episode. It should be done like within the next 10 minutes. So we're hitting like around an hour again with the podcast. As, as always, I have one more quick drink break in there. This is the moment where I should have sponsor or something that sponsors me with like you know, liquid death or something. You want to sponsor or so? Even though I think water out of, out of cans is stupid. Ah, 
Uh, I'm drinking water out of a refill bottle, by the way, like, because uh, save the world, people. Okay. Um, two more things I want to talk about. Uh, I have the Thailand corner right now. Because um, I live in Thailand. Maybe you have questions about Thailand. So I have uh, three things that I noted down that I wanted to share here in Thailand. One is, but the one I'm just going to jump over because uh, I, the, the question I get the most here for Thailand is how is it with relationships? How is it to date? Girls, mostly is the questions, but also guys, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm a bit biased right now. So I'm going to answer that question maybe in uh, one of the next podcasts. I, I leave it, but it's complicated. <laughs> um, what was here in the news lately, which was kind of crazy, like it was in the news yesterday that the police... Um, they found a cult like here in the north of Bangkok, um, in Nontaburi, I believe it's the province right next to Bangkok. Um, there was like this, this cult leader who had like a few hundred followers, I believe. And he made them drink their own pee and, and stuff like this because that was apparently good against all kinds of diseases and whatnot. And yeah, so the police now arrested him for setting up like an illegal medical center and illegal religious whatever. Um, and his followers tried to prevent the police from arresting him. Um, but of course the police uh, arrested him and some higher up said like they should have in intervened sooner so in the future um, always intervene sooner to prevent such things so it was actually cult and apparently they were operating for the last four years or so in, in that area yeah, crazy makes me think the cult of personality look in my eyes what do you see <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm sorry, maybe by, by next week when the next podcast comes around I already started a cult buy my t-shirts um, last thing Thailand related it's also personal and rent mode on again uh, but it's something that all lots of my friends here that live in Thailand no matter if they're Thai or foreigners um, they told me like yeah it happened to them many times too so I mentioned this in the previous podcast. I live here in, a, in, a, in an old apartment, which is really spacious, which is nice, but it's quite old, which is also fine. Then eventually I, there's water leaking through the roof in the bathroom and it just took forever for them to, to figure out why it's leaking and what's happening. But it took months. So then it, was, it stopped and it started again and it stopped and started again. Um, so then eventually they figured out what, what happened up there with the, with the pipes. They fixed it apparently. But then that was it. It didn't do anything. So then you can still see like all those spots in the ceiling. And then of course, Water on the ceiling develops into mold eventually, right? So then you can see the mold in the ceiling. And I'm like, hey, landlord, it's not that cool to have like mold there in the bathroom. They're like, yeah, right. Okay. And then the landlord sent like the local handyman, like the, the, the condominium handyman, so to speak, who fixes everything here, right? Whatever needs to be fixed, he does it. And he's also the gardener and whatnot. So he comes and he just paints over it on the ceiling and leaves after like five minutes. I'm like, Right. Um, I text my landlord. Hey, landlord, I don't think that's how you fix mold. Um, she's like, oh, I didn't know that he would do that. I'm like, it's not his fault. He probably doesn't know better. He's the gardener. He does everything. Here, so how should he know how to handle mold? So I'm not, not mad at him. I'm disappointed in the landlord. Then he, the next day he comes again with, with, with another worker staff here. And then on the top of the ceiling, uh, inside the ceiling, like the lighting is like in the ceiling. It's like a a wood, wooden frame around it, and the wooden frame also has like mold on it. Right? Then they just change the wooden frame, paint over it again, and then leave again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you didn't fix. I mean, yeah, you fixed the wooden frame right now, but then that's about it. Nothing else. 
So now I'm quite mad right now and I can still see like A, mold, it's not how you fix it. B, mold is not good for your health. C, I while it was like in the in my bathroom, in the neighbor room next to the bathroom is also still connected to the ceiling, of course, right? So there's also mold on the wall. And my landlord just didn't do anything. So now I'm in a position where I'm like, do I now? And I hate confrontation, especially something like this where nothing good comes out of it because my landlord's going to be mad. I'm going to be mad. It's just going to be like a terrible time. So I hate this. But I mean, I can't just keep living here and keep like paying lots of rent for, for this, right? So now I'm in a situation where I say like, okay, hey, landlord, listen, I know I have a contract for another one and a half years, but um, that's just a no-go. And so either I move out or, hey, landlord, you got to fix that now. Um but either way, it's probably going to be a confrontation. And I'm not looking forward to it, especially in Thailand. Confrontation is never a good thing because it always escalates. Because no one seems to be able to just take confrontation like as what it is. Like, hey, I messed up, you messed up, let's let's find a solution. It's always like, you try to be mean to me and that's why I'm going to be more mean to you. Yeah, there must be a winner in the situation and it's going to be me. That's like how confrontation is being handled usually. So... Yeah, and usually like behind the back. It's like they're getting like, yeah, and to, to your face, like, oh yeah, yeah, saving face, being nice, and then behind your back they're gonna do something. So yeah, I can't I can't wait for that. Um I'll let you know next week how this this paid out. Um I'm probably gonna now it's five PM in the afternoon here, so I don't wanna have like a stressful evening. I'm gonna do this tomorrow morning probably. And this was the title corner. <laughs> now let's move to the last corner of today's podcast episode, which is Okay, my cat is totally sleeping right now. Which is the education corner, the Edo corner. And I told you, send questions if you have any questions about education, higher education, working in education, tips about education, academics, and whatnot. Shout out! I noted three things down again here also in this in this corner of the podcast, which is it's of course I told you last week this week is going to be exam week, so exam week. Hey, I told you last week that I don't have final exams because I don't like exams. Um, of course, checking them is annoying, but it's still easier than checking individual work, to be honest. So it would be much faster to have exams and maybe just make a TA jacket. But I don't do this. Um, so I have like very specific individual work, group work, individual work that students have to submit. But it depends on their class, of course. So they're submitting this this week and next week, and then I have to check everything, of course, which is going to be... A pain in the ass, and just time-wise. I'm looking forward to seeing all, if it's my students, I'm seeing all your assignments I really want to, but it's just going to be lots of time to check everything, obviously, because I do it very thoroughly. Um, then what else? Few assignment tips. Don't wait until the last moment. <laughs> um, don't do it right away either. Like if I, I had a class, for example, and I told them, okay, your assignment, is, your final assignment is, is, is uh, due in 10 days from now. And they try to submit it like within an hour after the exam where I can say, there's no chance in hell that you figured everything out within one hour. Like maybe you have an outline of what you want to do, but you, there's no chance that you actually created a whole project that you're supposed to create, like doing like step A, one, two, three, four, hmm, within an hour. So that there's just no chance in hell. Um, so yeah, take if you have time, there's a reason why your professor gives you the time because he wants quality. Okay. Also, speaking of quality, right now, all the deadline for a thesis, um, the final year students have to write a thesis or they do an internship and then they write a, a kind of like a thesis report, like a shorter thesis um, with the internship. 
the same thing here if you wait to the last minute which lots of you did um well then you're gonna be stressed now of course um don't try to rush like a day before the deadline because then your professor's gonna be like yeah you waited like the last eight months and now you want me to rush huh i have 10 theses i need to read wait and what about a format what about the formatting takes so much time usually not because of us so we don't really care about the format as a professor but like there are guidelines from the university and the university staff cares about that so um yeah plan time for that as well the the proofreading takes time for also right grammar checks are very important so think about all those things um i had a few students asking me um a professor I'm in like chapter two literature review right now and I really lost motivation because it's all so dry. And, and I, I mean, what should I say? Should I say, okay, don't, don't do literature review? No, I can't say that. You have to do literature review. But why? So step one, first idea. Why don't you pick a topic for your thesis that you like? Pick a topic that you like, that you're interested in. You're going to have to do research with this topic, on this topic, for this topic for the next three to X months, right? So find a topic that you're interested in. If you're interested in sports and you, then my faculty lecture is in mass communication and you, you can still relate it to PR, to marketing, like digital marketing in the sports, whatever. It just related relate somehow. There should be a better title for that and you would find it, but I'm just trying to highlight. So you can relate it. You can always relate things. So find something that really interests you. Storytelling in the sports marketing whatever yeah. nfts for sports i'm just sticking with sports theme right now because of my shirt and my, my guns that i'm showing okay so there are ways to find things that, that you're interested in then if you have the topic that you're interested in find literature that you're interested in who who tells you that you have to review literature from 1987 the definition of marketing no one we all know that by now no one wants to read those things anymore okay find Related literature, and yes, you need to have some core literature. You need to, if you're in the communication space, you need to have some basic understanding of Marshall McLuhan, Sean Baudrillard, and so on. Yes, of course. But not only. Try to find, look into findings from the 2020s, 2010s, 2020s. If you only repeat research from the 1980s and 90s, it's like all you repeat is, is, is just Noam, Noam Chomsky. When you talk about like society and the impact of media and whatnot, there's nothing new coming out of it. We already reviewed all the Chomsky books. <laughs> so find new things that are interesting, that relate to what you're doing, and then you build up on that. And then it's more exciting, and then you hopefully have more motivation to, to finish the literature review. Okay, so there's just some tips here. But again, maybe for the next, when the next, the next semester starts with like all the thesis students, um, starting to think about it maybe then i'm gonna make like a tips video or something just just to help out a little bit um lastly or no second almost uh, second to last um when you're in academics right one thing you also always have to do and it's what lots of people don't know is you have to write papers and publish and stuff like this and this is really annoying i just handed in another paper and then you get reviewed by people not from your space and then just they give you like the most stupid feedback in the world you're like you're not you're a professor of biology and how you commenting on my paper on communication research and f you <laughs> i'm sorry that's why i hate academic conferences i hate academic papers i much rather publicize them like a magazine 
um, which I did before, publicized on like online, like on some medium collections, on some LinkedIn newsletters of like related organizations rather than in an academic journal. And I hate that universities paying so much attention to like which academic journal you publish, because let's be honest, you publish an academic journal. If you have connections there, it's easy. If not, it's not. And then you just pay money to to, to publish anyways. It's annoying AF. Sorry. Academics, man. Same with, like, with jobs and academics. If you're looking for jobs to start in academics or to move somewhere else, it's all about knowing someone. If you don't know anyone, usually the processes are just ridiculous. It's like they have to have the process in place, but actually they don't, they don't want anyone from the outside coming in. They want people that know someone so they can say, oh, you know this person, okay, come in and work for us. If you go like through the process step by step by step that's set up, it's made for you to fail to like forget to submit something and they want like via teaching statements, for example, or then they would they want references from your current work. Like my current work wouldn't be a reference because if they know that I apply for you, then they're not gonna be they're not giving you a good reference upon because they won't want me to leave, for example. Like mm. so applying for academic jobs. Is also not that I would do it right now. I'm happy where I'm at, obviously, but just from experience and seeing what others are doing, I heard from friends. Uh, so it's also just a pain in the butt. Let's be honest, right, Spooky? I asked the cat that sleeps next to me for the, oh, for the past hour now. You are chill there. No, no, she's holding, she's closing her eyes with her paws. Huh. Don't be fooled by me thinking cats are cute. I still, I'm still gonna spinning wheel kick you in the face. That's why I wear the sleeveless shirt. Just saying. <laughs> All right, that's it for the Funkin' Pod this week. Don't forget to, if you enjoyed this, to like, share, subscribe to this thing, follow on social media, add Funkin' Pod on social media. I'm also still working on new guests. So if you know someone who wants to be here or should be on the as a guest on the Funkin' Pod, shout out social media at Funkin' Pod email funkitpod at gmail.com website is funkitpod.com one word dot com funkitpod.com um, and ideally you would also review rate this thing on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher wherever you're listening because if you actually rate it more people will find it then we have a bigger conversation which would be nice right okay so thank you again for being with me with us this time Spooky and I in Smooth Order saying thank you very much Take care, stay safe, see you and talk to you very, very, very soon. Sawadee Kap.